Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Baton of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today we are starting the engineering series. This is the first episode, so we will be talking about Scotty in the original series. (laughs) Oh my god, Ashlyn, thank you for choosing this series. I'm so excited to be talking about each of these epic engineers and their role and all of that that's to come. Thank you for choosing this. I'm already like overjoyed really yeah well Rihanna you know it's all thanks to you for why I chose this Mm -hmm. actually because I was so inspired by your first officer series I thought that it was just such a deep dive into these people and I had I think my perspective maybe tied with feminism my perspective has shifted so much like uh, I've done full 180s on first officers because of that series and so I'm really curious to see like what happens diving into engineers also I have always loved like technical things in Star Trek I have Mm -hmm. the TNG technical manual which I'll be talking about in the next episode and I I just love trying to figure out like what the heck they're talking about if it makes any sense and it's just funny to say like captain reverse the polarity you know like (laughs) oh I was dead randomly around the house so (laughs) yeah oh absolutely Ashlyn, thank you. This is going to be so, so fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. This was announced way back in February, so we are super excited to finally be starting it now. And I'm very excited also. Rian and I all week have been texting and calling each other and saying over and over again, we're so excited to be in a new series. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be wonderful. That new series feel is here. Feeling like so fresh, like ready to make break boundaries, you know, like do stuff we haven't done before. Oh, absolutely. Can't wait. So, but before we do that, I want to talk about something we have done before, which is read wonderful messages from our listeners. And in this case, a patron, um, Jeff Richardson, thank you for sending in this message. I super appreciated your discussion of Picard's family stuff. I get that a lot of it doesn't really square with the utopian Star Trek ideals, but science fiction is most useful when it comments on what's happening now and old men reckoning with all the unhealthy stuff they've hidden away their whole lives is relevant as hell. My dad only recently got into therapy after decades of ignoring his trauma from being in Vietnam and married to my mom, probably, though who knows if he's dealt with that at all. I'm hopeful that this season may help some of the old dudes in the audience, which is one reason why it irks me that season three just ignores everything that came before. Like, wow. wow. <laughs> like, beautifully you. said. Thank you for putting that beautiful comment. And I love when we do deep discussions about about Star Trek and then we get deep discussions back. Like, what a wonderful gift. Yeah, seriously. And also just makes me feel validated that, um, like, we feel the same with some of our listeners. So. Yes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, anyway, why did he so ignore you, what came yeah. before? Okay, I yeah, have to get exactly. out of Picard. <laughs> Ignoring what came before. Let's talk about something new. And, oh, but wait. We need a friend. Oh, but wait. Okay. Okay. Oh, and while we're searching, I do have my Prodigy action figures, but I have not unboxed them yet because I want to kind of keep them safe until I figure out (laughs) what to do. (laughs) Very good idea. I'm reaching for someone small in hopes that I get Scotty. Okay. I got someone I get a lot, so I'm going to do someone else. Yeah. (laughs) Where are my small ones? (laughs) Okay. 
well. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I picked someone very cool. Oh, geez. Okay. Oh, and, and on the note of Prodigy, the fight to hashtag say Prodigy is still on. Uh, Twitter has been an absolute like disaster, chaos <laughs> pit. Um, yeah, yes. With these uh, <laughs> rate limits that have been put upon accounts, so mm-hmm. I don't really know what's going on Twitter. We are exploring different social media options, and we will keep you posted on that. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, uh, keep posting hashtag Save Star Trek Prodigy. Just because Paramount has forgotten about it doesn't mean that we have. So uh, best thing you can do is buy the DVD on Blu-ray or just not Blu-ray. You could just raw dog it, raw dog it. Um, um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes things just come out. No, no, totally. Um, But seriously, like Blu-ray is the way. Or buy the action figures. And these have been going on and off stock on Amazon. So keep an eye on them when they come out. That is the best way for um, the showrunners and producers and writers to show another hosting service. Hey, look, all these people are so into it. You would have a huge audience if you brought it here. So keep keep sharing. Don't forget about Prodigy. yeah okay Rihanna yeah well and also my birthday's coming up so I already put them on my wish list so well maybe I should just give you mine and I can order more (laughs) I mean I wouldn't say no (laughs) stealing your action figures no you hard earned it but I'm very excited to that those are out and uh we'll probably be giving one to our sister as well so she can have some to choose from each week so absolutely well and i think like stealing each other's action figures is not far off um yeah honestly normally it's like that's I my mean, picard like, <laughs> that has that, literally Jordy. been a conversation yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's my picard i think also though since we did the great action figure split now it's been more separate but. I know, but sometimes I get a little like, wow, I can't believe I let you have yeah, that one. Same, you same. know, <laughs> when I see that tall data, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Just whatever the negotiation was must have been fierce <laughs> for me to get that. I probably gave up like four action figures for him. So <laughs> probably. I think I needed one Picard and you gave up Chateau Hat Picard. Which I can't believe I even gave up one. We could do oh. another trade anyway. <laughs> If you give me big data, I'll give you Chateau Picard. I will think about that offer and we'll see each other next week. So maybe we can find it out. Okay, Okay, well, who did you get? (laughs) Michael freaking Burnham. Michael Burnham. So I was very excited to have Michael on this journey with Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) They probably met. You never know. Yeah. Um, Ashlyn, who did you get? I got Gowron. Oh, okay. He has warrior. one arm, which I oh. feel terrible about. A lot of my action figures are going through <laughs> well. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put Michael on her stand, and I just laid Gowron down to rest. <laughs> <laughs> now Michael is standing next to Janeway, so we're we're doing well here. That is sick. Okay, and. Okay, now are we ready let's to focus? <laughs> yes, let's focus on engineers while we're here. Okay, amazing. So, boom, engineers. As usual, I'm going to do a little bit of like world building for you mm-hmm. all so we yeah. can uh, start talking about uh, engineering. So, I'm pulled up, I have pulled up here the definition of an engineer, which is a person who is trained in or follows as a profession a branch of engineering, a person who carries through enterprise by skillful or artful contrivance. <laughs> Okay, 
Scotty carrying through Enterprise. Like, okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be. That's Miriam Webster. Maybe they're Trekkies. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, uh, that, so there you go. And then just like the concept of engineering has existed since the ancient times. And if you think about like the pyramids, that mm-hmm. was engineering, like totally. Um, pulleys and levers, like all, <laughs> all of this stuff, ladders, like, yeah. like how we build our society. There's a really great quote actually from Voyager that I always think about when I think about engineering is that the leaders are politicians, but it's the engineers who build societies. I think Bolana yes. says that in the episode where the doctor's like fighting other holograms. Um, oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely it's right. It's like the holograms yeah. versus the Federation. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that, I, I just feel like that quote is like wonderful and really explains it well. Uh, because that. these people have to be have to have minds that are multifaceted that like have a vision and also have a way of making things work like how can you take something that's in your head and create it to be like a physically working thing that's pretty crazy yeah Absolutely. and then some examples of engineers um nikola tesla of course thomas edison henry ford archimedes a classic <laughs> Um, Leonardo da Vinci okay Janeway that's that's all you need to see yeah Yeah. (laughs) Alexander Graham Bell and then also I wanted to feature some uh engineers from NASA because like we are a space (laughs) (laughs) sci-fi podcast we have like Dorothy Vaughn Kitty O'Brien Joyner Jeanette Sissom Catherine P. Heyer Catherine Pedru Lots of, I mean, Catherine Janeway, <laughs> Mary <laughs> Jackson. So, uh, Melba Roy, I mean, just hit after hit, you know. You Literally. So Even just, astronauts, like, have to basically be engineers and be have very analytical minds, you know, to be able to achieve going into space. Yeah, I remember I took astronomy senior year, which was a, the best choice I possibly could have uh-huh. done. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot of something that we really talked about a lot was manning crew missions. And mm-hmm. everybody, of course, has to have a specialty. Like you have to have a psychiatrist, you have to have a pilot, you know. Sure. But also they have to be cross-trained almost as well as yeah. the other people who it's their specialty. So it, that's a lot of different strengths to have. Um, that's totally. why these people who are like real people, not just Star Trek people, like are absolute geniuses. Yeah, you know? Mae Jemison, like legend. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Also, um, very random fact, but a new rock climbing gym just opened up like 10 minutes from our nice. house, which is like so exciting. the dream we've been waiting for it to open for like like a year. It feels <laughs> that's like. incredible. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. But I have met a lot of new people there and a ton of them work for NASA because what? NASA shares um, the Langley Air Force Base like compound sort of. And so they go on base every day and just like work for NASA. Like I did a workout with this lady a week ago. She was younger than me and she was like, yeah, I, I designed heating shields. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. That's incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, woman in STEM for like watching me do pushups today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a goat. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So shout out to the real engineers. You are not getting the recognition you deserve, I feel like. Truth. <laughs> At least Truth. I'm I'm not in this space and science and math area of life, but anyway. Yeah, we're two artistic ladies. <laughs> but yeah, so in the Star Trek context, obviously we're going to talk about this a lot more on Enterprise because that is a show that takes place like 100 years before TOS. Mm-hmm. But the concept of having people in space who can do a lot of different things is definitely an idea that has not died. And I think it's realistic. Um, yeah, 
I absolutely love characters that are experts in other fields. Um, mm -hmm. Like Janeway having such engineering background is oh, amazing. Yes. I was also thinking about Spock a lot because yeah. Spock, I think, is <sighs> like he could probably be chief engineer. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just Likely. not his interest, you know? No, exactly. <laughs> like, he, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's so confident. He's like the sorting hat gets put on your head and the sorting hat's like, you can do anything, man. Like you can be chief <laughs> you engineer, yeah. you can be chief of science, like <laughs> you could be anything you want. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I agree. It's so incredible to see. I love engineers and I love getting to explore sort of these different characters and how they are as engineers and just as people because of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> This this was one thing I was thinking about getting ready for the engineering series and then watching these episodes with Scotty because there's not a lot of personality that comes out in TOS because it's like the whole Scotty episode is, of course, Wolf in the Fold. And yeah, poor but guy. he doesn't do any engineering. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't want to talk about it. It's not just a Scotty series. It's like engineering. So I was worried a little bit like, oh, no, we're not going to really get a full sense of who he is. But after watching all these episodes, I feel completely differently. Same. Um, so all right, I'm gonna. So we're going to start us off with a question, Rihanna, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. So this is our series question, which we do at the beginning of every single episode. And it's very interesting. I'm excited to hear your answer, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what is your favorite ship in all of sci fi? And if they have an engineer, you can like throw that name out too. Ooh, that's like so tough. Um, you know, I Oh, this is kind of wild to say. I don't even know if it's a good ship. It's really not, but like, it's mostly the like emotions I have with it and also just the people. <laughs> and so I'm going to say the Serenity for Firefly. I love this ship. It's rinky dinky. <laughs> it's beat up, but it's like, it's still going to keep take going. take the sky from me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take my love, love to the bag. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's truly incredible. And that is because of Kaylee. You know, I think that she is the perfect example of an amazing engineer. And I thought of her like almost instantly. I mean, I was thinking like, oh, the TARDIS, you know, like incredible. The doctor definitely has to be an engineer to do that. But the more I was thinking, I was like, you know, Kaylee is just like literally an engineering legend, you know, like her and Scotty, same level. Absolutely for me. Oh, yeah. Um, Rihanna, you know, this is making me think that we need to do a review of Firefly on our Patreon um, because I'm having Don't all these even Firefly like feels coming back to Dude. me. I, I, this was almost my answer as well. Oh, like, my God. I'm going to I'm going to say okay, something different. So, but yes. yeah, I absolutely Let's love the it. Serenity for the same reasons that you said. And mm -hmm. it's a hunk of junk. But boy, she goes. You yes, know? exactly. Um, exactly. I'm having a really hard time um because there are so many different types of ships and yeah. like so many that are really powerful like i want to say the death star um Ooh. because but it has like such a fatal flaw <laughs> and it's like so <laughs> yeah, exactly. evil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know just those you know things exactly so uh, my answer is actually really similar to yours rihanna i'm going with the millennium falcon <laughs> oh. <laughs> which i wow. think is, yeah. i mean that's probably like a terrible answer um and it's an <laughs> it's like a nostalgia based answer for me mm -hmm. If you, but you know, I mean, it's gone up against like some pretty formidable enemies. <laughs> yeah, it's very ferocious. It I sticks will, around. I will argue that Chewie and Han have to be at the 
head of have mm-hmm. to be flying the ship though i think their engineering skills are amazing it's mostly yes. chewy i feel I like i was gonna say like yeah. an iconic engineer um Truly. but like han does know what he's doing when he yeah. has to like he's up there on the bridge like fixing stuff too so yeah. on the bridge in the cockpit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, one of those things. It's hard yes. for me not to say a Star Trek answer, but no, I'll, I mean, yeah. I think it's like it's interesting because yes, there's a lot of amazing Star Trek ships, but I think again, it's like because of the engineers, you know, is what it comes down to, you know. Yes. So, yeah, I want. So now I want to go on to our original series specific question, Brianna. Yeah. What was your favorite piece of techno babble that you heard in these episodes? <laughs> okay, so. I didn't write down anything specific. So for this episode, I'm mostly just going to talk about the craziness of what Scotty had to do on the Galileo. Um, Because what is going on? (laughs) So the engines are out, right? Like completely. Um, We know that he then is trying to find other ways of fuel. At one point he goes, we have no fuel. What alternatives? You know, he's like freaking out. And so then he drains a phaser into the... (laughs) into the fuel i just don't understand how that worked i should have written down the techno babble but i was frankly the woman was too stunned to speak i didn't know what was happening brianna you are in luck because i actually did write that oh down. my god um, <laughs> i am in luck wow um because i was going crazy um in this part yeah oh god okay so scotty says to adjust the main reactor with a sub fuel supply or with a substitute fuel supply and he says with phasers and then he says if i can get a full load we can briefly maintain orbit <laughs> excuse the amount of energy you need from orbit is in a phaser well like, and then it's, it's what what annoys me too in that scene is then like spock is like all right mccoy give me your phaser and mccoy's like okay and then he goes to the other ladies like give me your phaser and she's like no i'm like dude do you want to get oh, out of here or fuel? not yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're getting speared down like <laughs> this needs to end yeah wow Brianna. thank you for providing that exact techno babble that was the moment for me that just <laughs> i was quaking i that was really an amazing moment that was almost mine that was my number two. Oh my god amazing um my number one <laughs> is at the end of the naked time i mean you everyone remembers this episode for like sulu running around shirtless with a sword sure. and so i think i think you forget how the how it resolves <laughs> because kirk is trying to mix the matter and antimatter tubes <laughs> and he's like we can balance the engines into a controlled implosion because you might remember that the enterprise is like falling into the planet like completely Mm -hmm. out of control they're about to burn up in the atmosphere yeah yeah and so they're trying to like they're free falling trying to stop this from happening and so kirk just says i'll read it again we can balance the engines into a controlled implosion which is like okay okay sure okay let's do it um And uh, and then they do it. There's an implosion of the engines. It succeeds. And then they go back in time. They go 71 hours back in time. I guess that's what happened when you do an implosion instead but of an ex- explosion. This, <laughs> this is like, I feel like it's an easier and more precise way maybe to time travel. And it is <laughs> never explained again. Okay, and dude. I'm, I'm so like, glad you chose what? this one. <laughs> That would baffle me. Like a bamboozle. Yeah. I, like, again, the woman is speechless. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, 
luckily we get to talk about this episode well no. yeah it's time let's okay here we go i'm gonna read the watch list wow yeah. okay i can't believe we're here and a lot of these are scenes folks so this might be a long episode but not as long as it sounds like yeah. um, <laughs> exactly <laughs> be i mean if you've heard us for a long time you know this is usually some sometimes the case um yeah. all right so we watched the naked time it's galileo 7 tomorrow is yesterday mirror mirror doomsday machine enterprise incident that's that which survives and in the movies almost every movie we watched wrath of khan search for spock voyage home 2009 into darkness and beyond Ooh, i'm so wow. excited this is the greatest watch list. this is a banger list yeah like yeah. i hope i just got excited we already watched these episodes exactly. <laughs> yeah. it's a good list just for everyday binging <laughs> like, yeah for sure yeah. um okay rihanna well let's go back into the naked time do you want to just briefly set us up <laughs> yeah a sure thing <laughs> so like you said they are uh essentially the enterprise is observing the way that this planet is like collapsing and its planet's dying so they're watching it and they have to get ready to escape out of orbit once it gets too close when they're like okay we've done all of our readings like we can't get pulled into orbit let's warp out let's warp out so then scotty says i could have the engines go to warp at half a second after i after you give the order you know he's ready <laughs> amazing work he's it's, always yeah. ready yeah he's literally always with his hand hovering over the button <laughs> <laughs> yes um and that's supposed to be just what's gonna happen but of course it's that it, lieutenant guy what's his name sam I don't Keith, know i don't Jim. know riley um, no the other guy who brought the disease back well there's oh, a lieutenant god yeah there's a lieutenant who brings the disease back and therefore the disease goes through riley who takes over engineering and they are unable to go and hit that button <laughs> to get to warp because he turns the engines off so let's completely talk about cold <laughs> completely cold oh it's sort of the best scene <laughs> <Do, do, do. laughs> <laughs> oh, okay so naked time let's do it <laughs> okay let's do it so i thought the first thing i did not remember about this episode is that <laughs> they are come like this planet is really weird like the, the gravitational waves are like making it freak out and so they're in a standard orbit but then the planet shrinks to be smaller it's like moving around and so they're, they're all doing like constant calculations on the bridge which i thought which i thought was really impressive i also i want to talk about when scotty like runs around the jeffrey's tube yes. <laughs> like <laughs> He's he like runs everywhere. This is the first example of it. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the one where going through the bulkhead or something, and then he has to like run out and like tap the con and say, all right, Captain. I feel like he does this a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did that too in, uh, <laughs> he did that in. That's uh, which survives. That which survives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many times. Um, yeah. Honestly, this Scotty moment is impressive because mostly it's getting into engineering first of all that's his first feat <laughs> <laughs> because riley has sealed the doors in his mania um and then he has to cut through a precise hole in the wall and spock comes down essentially, essentially to hurry scotty up <laughs> kirk set him down there to be like go check on scotty yeah. um, but scotty is of course being safe about like cutting through which panel of the wall or which part of the wall he has to do like a uh, like kind of jagged formation around all these different vital systems and amazing that of course scotty he knows this ship so well 
that he, you know, definitely knows exactly wherever every power coupling is and everything but well he has a tricorder too oh that's true (laughs) yeah i was just thinking he made a very precise hole (laughs) like why did you i think he says again some techno babble about like if i cut anywhere wrong it'll like exactly or something yeah so yeah and so essentially just to get the door open that takes a while and i love at one point spock says like what we do because I calculate that you will take another like two minutes too slow. You'll take two minutes too slow to um, to open that door and get this going and we'll all die essentially. And Scotty, he's like, I have to, I have to make sure that the uh, procedure is safe. You know, like I have to, I can't skip safety measures. And Spock is like, skip, skip the safety measures. Yeah. (laughs) Skip the safety factors. He says. (laughs) factors. Or no, I think he says, uh, Spock says, you can't afford a safety factor. Even more sassy. (laughs) You cannot afford a safety factor. So I just, I loved that moment. Yeah. So good. Um, well, and then like in the next scene, that's when he finally gets in there and he stops Riley. And then as Rihanna said, we find out the engines are completely cold. And so that's when Kirk decides to do this controlled implosion. Um, (laughs) because he's trying to, I'm sorry, he's trying to mix matter and antimatter cold. Like, (laughs) and Kirk's just like, whatever, just do it inverse. Yeah, no, like really hilarious. And even uh, like at some point they kind of get like something moving and then Kirk says, or and Scotty's like, all right, we have to heat the heat the matter to this amount, of, like to this temperature. Yeah. And Kirk's like, or he says, but it'll take like three minutes and they only have like one minute. And so Kirk is like, he literally says, we'll just have to risk it. <laughs> oh my God. It but, is a wonder that no one's died yet. And that's how they time travel. So... <laughs> <laughs> in conclusion that's how they time travel cowboy engineering right here i adore it and also so i want to like this episode gives a good example um like a a glimpse into spock and scotty's relationship as well as kirk and scotty's relationship because they are probably the two i don't know for sure but like spock is one of the best engineering minds on the ship for sure um and kirk is no no slouch i i kind of thought he was a slouch so it's like (laughs) this series really surprised me that he actually does have his hands on in a lot of situations Mm -hmm. but yeah i what did you think of of everyone interacting rihanna i loved getting to see this dynamic again in scotty's domain sort of you know, like they're all pretty much just coming to check in on him or helping him out because he needs at least, I feel like this is the thing is Scotty, it seems like, you know, ideally he'd have a full team, right? But in most of these situations, it's himself, it's a random incident, it's Spock or, or Kirk. And so I think it's kind of perfect, you know, that he's like, I could do the work of 12 men if I have to, but like, I need at least the work of two men or one man to help me, you know, like be, be everywhere at once. I think it's interesting to see how chaotic Scotty's life is compared to the bridge, which yes, can get chaotic where we like are mostly watching, but I think of course, Scotty has it way worse. He's always grabbing that chain link fence thing behind. <laughs> like expression of pain. I know I paused that and took a picture because I was like, he I'm looks so glad. beautiful yeah. right now. He yeah. always, because he's nothing to grab onto. Like truly <laughs> engineering is very, very unsafe, but he's out there in, you know, in the thick of it all. Um, 
and I love getting to see Spock or or Kirk especially interact in these situations because it's so rare in the entirety of the series but it was fun to pull it out here yeah well and I, I want to counter you a little bit because I think Scotty does have an engineering team. I think he really yeah. does. Yeah. I think he doesn't use them because he wants to do everything himself. <laughs> I so, so I right. I think it's a combination of he can't delegate because he's just like, uh -huh. I trust my work and I don't yes. trust these little babies, <laughs> you know, to do this. And number totally. two, he is like his mind, you know, like yeah. in some of these situations, Montgomery Scott is the only person who could do this. Yes. You know, like they are in deep space. Yeah. Um, they don't get back to the starbase a lot. And so you have to have a chief engineer who can do anything like Scotty no, exactly. can. Exactly. So true. And I think especially when it is Scotty down on a planet doing all the work, you know, <laughs> like he can't even have his team behind him. Like, yeah, absolutely. So true about Scotty. And I think is probably going to be a pattern through a lot of our engineer. And I wonder if it is a profession thing. Like, I feel like a lot of engineers have to be perfectionists in a way, you know, in yes. order to make sure their job is done well and thoroughly. But also Scotty doesn't have the time to be thorough a lot, you know, like it's so busy and always running around. Um, there's not even yeah. time to heat up the matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to be places where things explode <laughs> like before we die. You know, it's, yeah, it's always life or death in engineering, it seems. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I think now let's go to Galileo 7 because this yes. is a great, I actually loved, for Spock and Scotty specifically, I feel like we really got to see their relationship grow. So this is um, halfway through season one. This is Galileo 7. We saw this for the first officer series and it was a great representation of Spock in command and especially with people who do not agree with him and how he handles that, <laughs> especially McCoy's like the leader of this. Um, Period. Like, okay. yeah. But I thought it was beautiful to see how Scotty did not complain the entire time. So he mm -hmm. also is working the entire episode like they're down they're crash on the planet scotty's got his head like up under the comm station and he's like looking into everything eventually oh. he's just like laying on the ground on his tummy like digging through like a hole in the ground like Sledged. he's just vibing and working the entire time and so i think he can't he knows he can't afford to chime in on these not afford i don't I think he just trusts Spock to like make, he's yeah. like, I'm doing my job. I, Spock needs to do his job because everyone mm -hmm. else is second guessing Spock's every single command decision and yeah. it's getting really annoying. And so it's so refreshing to see that Scotty's like, yes, sir, let's mm -hmm. do it. You know, because he knows everything is riding on him getting the ship fixed. Exactly. I think in some ways, in a lot of ways, actually, engineers are making those like life or death calls more or not calls they're make they're like actually doing the life or death actions you know like i think the commanders and the first officers often you know are tell are making these calls and are having to make the tough choices but then once it's executed the engineers got to get to work you know and that is not easy either like whether it's solving an impossible problem in 10 minutes or or you know officers dying around you and your shuttle can't get off the ground like scotty is always our linchpin and always our person to actually get down and do the work and so I love getting to see him exactly just okay yep that's an order that's from my superior officer and I also would do it anyway because I have to get this ship off the ground you know like this is my main task 
Yes, I'm totally with you, Rihanna. You imagine you're like running around engineering. It's kind of like lower decks. You don't really know what's going on, but yeah. you know that like, okay, the ship is breaking. And yeah. like, I I trust the people on the bridge to have like a grab of the situation that they're making the correct decision for like what yes. me to repair, what I need to repair in what order. And so I think he's really used to this type of situation anyway. It's kind of rare. I mean, Scotty does hang out on the bridge more than like any any yeah, other engineer. He, he loves love chilling up him. there. It's like Same, that's a TOS vibe. But yeah, everyone's like, hey, what's the going on today? Like, they're, they're like Ted Forward almost. <laughs> <laughs> McCoy is his mid julep and Scotty's like cheersing him. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, so good. But um, I, I think uh he still doesn't have that like maybe half the time he doesn't know what's going on yes. he's just like okay i'll fix this yeah um, so so seeing him in this situation i guess it makes sense that he's not weighing in or trying to influence or help the crew's morale in any way he's just head down working yep oh such a good point and i also love too when him and spock are working together to get this ship off the ground and they have you know like literally the creatures are like on top of the shuttle with their giant rock and Spock decides to electrocute the like outside of the shuttle and I love how Scotty's just like yes Mr. Spock like great idea you know and he just gets his little electrical gloves on and gets to work you know and what a good like tag team effort here and it's just so cute to see the two of them working together and like just listening to each other because I think he also maybe he doesn't love all of Spock's captaining choices here but he trusts Spock in the engineering field like it's always like we said Scotty and Spock get sent down as like if Scotty can't figure it out we need basically are like very almost computer minded yes (laughs) I mean in the nicest way possible our calculator (laughs) like bestie to come down and do some crazy Vulcan math real quick you know like he's really the last last resort because Scotty is nine times out of 10 getting it done. <laughs> like, So it's yeah. really interesting because I think he trusts Spock from that angle of like, well, Spock's always right when he comes down to engineering, it helps me with the problem, you know? So I'm going to trust that he knows what he's doing. Even when he jettisons the fuel, he's kind of like Spock at first so that he's like, oh, a flare. Like, I see what you were doing, you know, and respect, honestly. I love that moment. I thought that was one of my favorite interactions between them. But I do want to go back to when they magnetized the hole. Yes. Because um, I have some quotes to read. Okay, yes, um, please. <laughs> I, I will be that person in this Please pod. do, please. Um, yeah, so Spock asks him, how can we do this? And he says he no spock thinks like we can use the ship's batteries to electrify the plating of the ship and okay. yeah i have underneath yeah. that scotty is psyched <laughs> he's, he is, he's, yeah, he's like great idea mr spock like let's go and i love uh him like putting on the gloves it was really yeah. badass like right Scotty looks so cool when he's magnetizing so cool. the hole yeah yeah so love that he's positive when Spock has a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is great at making the situation lighter too, which yes. I think all of them, we're seeing a lot of um, episodes in this episode uh, <laughs> that everyone has to stay really calm because it is like extreme crisis situations. And yes. so this is Scotty's way of doing that is he makes jokes. So everyone around him feels more relaxed. 
and he probably relaxes himself. Yes, I think um, so too. But I think it's also that like calm confidence of he knows he can fix it. So why is yeah. he freaking out? And if he freaks out, it won't matter. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, especially when people are pestering him, he just keeps like his little comments going because he's like, I know I'm going to do this. You are just distracting me more. So, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I also put here in my notes, Scotty just gets to work, ignores the drama, you know, like he's also, I think, just not interested in this drama. He's interested in why the ship did this or why the shuttle did that or whatever, you know? So he's not even really focused on the social interactions going on. Yeah. And this is a theme throughout too, I noticed, is that he just has very, it's not that he doesn't have emotions at all. He just Mm -hmm. has very little, like, he doesn't care about what's going on (laughs) with anyone else. Like, McCoy is like, Kirk, how are you? Like, I'll help (laughs) you. And Spock is like, Captain, that's so logical. And like, Ahura, everyone else, and and Spock, and Scotty's just like, hey, how's the warp conduit doing? You know, like. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. He's like, anyway, Captain, how do I fix this? Yeah. Head empty, only engineering. And even when he's like socializing, he's like drinking, but he's still thinking about the Enterprise, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I I just, he's very focused like Scotty Mm -hmm. knows what he's about and he's good at it oh exactly yeah and I also put too that he was a control voice in the chaos and just one of the like and he's also you know one of the voice of reasons and physics you know like he has he has this a lot of course math and and science to back him up he's like I know that this is how physics works. Like we can't do anything else. And then they're like, techno babble, techno babble. And he's like, I guess I'll try that. <laughs> well, yeah, even you know? in Galileo 7, he yeah. says, um, Spock is like, hurry up, Mr. Scott. And he's like, phasers can only drain so fast. Like, can you <laughs> calm I'm down? I'm pushing these four phasers <laughs> to their limits. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, so I thought true. this was great. And then, yeah, at the end, uh, they are able to get up Spock which I, uh, this, and this goes back to what we were saying, Rihanna, there uh, is one time where Spock literally reaches over Scotty to mm. um, drain the fuel, or he might even do it twice. Like once they're up in yeah. the shuttle, Spock is like, I have to be in control right now. Uh-huh. And I, I think if that had been another engineer or like Scotty and Spock ha- hadn't been quite like synced up, this could mm-hmm. have caused a like problem, you know, cause yes. it's like this, I, so I, Spock is not chief engineer and technically yeah. Scotty in this situation is like his superior. I mean, yeah. I know he's first officer. I don't know. Yeah. But I get um, what you're saying though. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was great that Scotty was like, go for it, man. Like whatever you need to <laughs> I do. I trust you. We're dying in, in yeah. like <laughs> yeah. five minutes anyway. Yeah. yeah like there, everything you do is very, like it's a great guess. So go for it. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, he's just great. It was so fun to watch this episode, especially since we watched it for first officers as well, you know, so we got to see it through Spock's eyes and now we're seeing it through Scotty, just like Literally, doing his damnedest. One by one. Yeah. Well, and then the quote that Spock or that Scotty does say at the end, once he realizes that it was a flare, Scott, he like grins. He looks, yeah. he's like, oh man. And then he says, that was a good gamble, Mr. Spock. And he's, yeah. he's convincing. He's like, that was a good gamble. Like, yeah. No, we, he like we might make it out of this alive. I think he's he says impressed. after. Yeah. 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 So boom. Love this. Great episode. Incredible. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So now we're just gonna like hop briefly into tomorrow is yesterday. This is Whoa. where um oh, oh yeah. I wrote return to tomorrow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. Wait, did you watch the wrong one? 
no, no, I watched this one, but I (laughs) wrote the wrong tomorrow one. And now Strange New Worlds has an episode called Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) They they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they know what's going on. Um, So this is Tomorrow's Yesterday. This is the one where they the enterprise accidentally comes back in time and um we talk you know which we talk extensively about in our time travel series so mm-hmm. go for all that time travel techno babble go back to there yeah um but they like beam a freaking air force guy onto the enterprise <laughs> and it's a whole thing um yeah. they're back on earth in like 1967 um social commentary blah 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 and yeah. so um, <laughs> but i i thought it was worth noting that it 40 minutes in and then again it uh yeah 40 minutes in spock and scotty uh start talking about inventing time travel because <laughs> they need to get back into their present time back into the mm-hmm. 22nd back into the 23rd century and um and and they do they invent time they travel do. yeah <laughs> So I thought, like, Scotty's not in this episode a lot, but his, uh, his impact, yeah, his impact is known throughout the galaxy. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, like, it's amazing. They proposed the slingshot, right? This is this yeah. is it. This, this is, is the slingshot. This is the slingshot. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not how they came. Like, they no, came, like some weird stuff happened, and then they some came. science stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and, and Scotty says, like, uh, if my engines could pull us out, you know, but he's worried about overshooting their time. And if he stops suddenly, the engine will tear them apart. <laughs> I was like, that's very extreme. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, there's no between, you know, either you're going back to your right time or you're getting torn apart. And so it was just insane to watch this happen in real time and be like, wow, they're incredible geniuses working together. Neither of them would have been able to do it. Like not one by themselves, you know, they're like such pals, like, yeah, two wonderful minds working together. I also thought it was funny. I know I'm thinking about, sorry, think about Wrath of God. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, I'm thinking about 2009. Um, okay. Anyway, (laughs) we'll talk about that soon. Um, But I, I did thought it was funny that the the sun, so the Enterprise is like going towards it during the slingshot and they start at warp three and then literally a second later, Sue was like, warp eight, sir. <laughs> I was like, they went, went. <laughs> they went from three to eight. Like, I think the sun was pulling them, but that's still really a very fast increase. <laughs> that's insane. This guy was like, this is my last ditch effort. Yeah, Let's he's go. like, we got to get these people back to where we belong. <laughs> um okay now let's go to mirror mirror kind of along the same veins is why i Mm -hmm. want to talk about this episode yeah because i mean the plot is that they're stranded in a mirror universe alternate timeline and how do they get back scotty Scotty. back. (laughs) it's always the last you're so right it's always the last parts of the episode the parts that sort of get explained away in the plot very quickly um but like are literally the reason that they're all okay by the end of it you know so it's this huge impact for such little like appreciation of the scene you know i think until i'm watching these i'm like wait like the real hero of this episode was not kirk was not mere was not mere spock it was scotty (laughs) it was scotty yeah 
Yeah. Honestly, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, they all would have died like a yeah. thousand times over without oh, so him. many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I love in the beginning of the episodes, Kirk is like splitting everybody off into branches. He's like, okay, Ahura, you and I will go to the bridge. Scotty, please go to engineering and figure out what's going yeah, on. Get a handle on this. Yeah. And I, I thought it was crazy. I'd forgotten this about the mirror universe because we still haven't done a mirror universe series, which don't worry, I feel the pressure yeah. on me. Um, <laughs> on me too. Every time I'm I next. think about mirror, mirror, I'm like, um, should we do mirror universe series? Anyway, I've been thinking about it. So. I've been thinking about it. Good. Um, so, but so when, when Sulu, I mean, when Scotty gets down to engineering, it is being guarded by a security officer. And he's like, do you have orders? Like, why are you down here? Scotty's like, oh, just checking on things. Ha ha. But then later he says, do you have authority from chief, uh, from security chief Sulu? And so I thought oh, it was cool that in the yeah. mirror universe, Sulu is security chief and yeah. pilot. Yeah, right. He's doing a lot. He probably killed Bro. someone for that job. <laughs> he killed two people, one for each job. <laughs> That's how to rank up twice, twice, I guess. Um, also, yeah, where's Mirror Scotty? Probably I don't know. Not alive. I, He's yeah. too wholesome. <laughs> he was too, too, still probably too much thinking about the engines. <laughs> well, Mirror Scotty did get taken. He was like, oh, on the. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like. He's, oh, okay. he's so on he was probably series. chief engineer. Yeah, I think he was still chief okay. engineer. He's just brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably keeps them all alive again. Yeah. Like oh, we were talking. Their yeah. universe is special. Mirror Scotty <laughs> is just as essential as Prime Scotty. <laughs> Amen. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but yeah, I just thought that security chief Sulu was interesting. And yeah. uh, I think it's the first seeds. Like, tell Next Generation we never have a security chief. So I thought that was just something to note. Very good point. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, Scotty saves the day here. He does some engineering stuff. Um, yeah, let me let me see if I have any notes on this. Go ahead, Rihanna. And I love that when he's talking about how he needs to get them back in time or back back to their universe, he says like I'm gonna need more help. Like I'm saying, his team's not gonna help him. And so he literally asks McCoy to come with him. <laughs> just love that because we're getting everyone kind of into engineering eventually you know? <laughs> yeah even McCoy. <laughs> McCoy's this little like escort buddy yeah I was wondering though what do you think the point is okay yeah so Rian, I guess this goes back to what you're saying like is Scotty chief engineer actually in the mm -hmm. mirror universe because what's the point of having like why would you guard engineering if you were the chief engineer and you couldn't get in like, why would you even have a chief engineer? Unless, like, Scotty's supposed to be trapped in engineering, like, all day, <laughs> and he can't leave. He's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, he's like, why did you leave your job? Why did you get out um, of here? So I thought maybe this was actually a, like, literal mistake, you know? Yeah. Like, just, like, something that they didn't think through. But I, I was but... trying to figure out, is there a purpose? Like, why would you have... What Would you when really you see not Scotty, trust you would just... your chief engineer to, like, Probably go not. in this is... engineering? This is his mirror universe. Anything's yeah. possible. Maybe he has a, like a password. <laughs> when he's yeah, here. he did say it. Yeah, he's Probably, like because they're paranoid. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was really weird. Agreed. Um, I totally agree with you, though. Yeah, the the techno babble um, you were talking about. We it's it's sabotage basically. So like yeah. he has to sabotage the ship and use a power surge to move them to move that energy to the transporters that's why ahura has to like distract sulu so he won't see yeah. it on his board that there's a power surge and so 
all I can really make out is that he adds power to the transporters. <laughs> cool, good job, bud. I, I, I know that there's also a window from the ion storm yeah. happening. And so when that ion storm ends slash like when the effects completely vanish, that's their window of time they have to get home. Yeah, so it's and probably so that combo. Yeah, so that's what Scotty's doing. And um, he is able to make the universe jump. <laughs> you know, another first time thing for him. Um, yes. he's just performing literal feats of engineering all day long and then we find out once they go to the transporter they're going to have to bypass like bypass the system because spock turns out has shut it down to operate the controls manually and scotty just instantly offers to stay like he sounds not even resigned i mean yeah he, yeah he just sounds resigned or just like i'll stay captain you know he's like so he's just loyal. like absolutely and i think he's like i'll you know, I'm controlling this, this transporter. I want like you all to get back safely. And so I would do it best behind the transporter pad as well. Or behind, the, behind the transporter console. Yeah, I think you're completely right. And like, he's, he's totally selfless. He's so loyal. He's like, okay, I'll get you guys back. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. I volunteer. Ugh. Yeah, that's that, a great like, moment. That moment really, that... Scotty Scotty is such an acts of service person you know like he's not going to tell you how he feels he's going to show you by offering to stay behind or offering you know like someone else go in his place yeah literally and we're going to yeah. see this coming up there's more um yeah, I also exactly. I, I just want to note that the the time countdown is one of the favorite like writing devices associated with Scotty for me. Oh my God. Yeah. Like Kirk is like, all right, we have 30 minutes left to <laughs> like to get home. And then he's like, oh, we have 14 minutes to get home, Scotty. Like, come on, bud. <laughs> um, so this was one of the first uses from our episodes that we've seen where there's like yes. a countdown and Scotty's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I know poor guy. Everyone wants to keep announcing it. Like it's really on his butt about this. Yeah, it was, it's been so fun. And I think now let's move on to Doomsday Machine. Doomsday Machine is now an instance of Scotty and Kirk working together. And I really loved getting to see again another person working with Scotty. Now we have Spock, McCoy, and McCoy and Kirk. Um, and they're on this ship called Constellation, I believe. And it is essentially a mess. Something has hit it. It's got massive damage. Basically, no one's alive or left. They're looking for survivors and there's like tubes everywhere <laughs> yeah it's a mess and engineering is a hot mess there's wires poles scotty is not sure what did it like how could this be so catastrophic and then he says the warp drive is a hopeless pile of junk <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah you know that's bad yeah he says he can't repair it unless he was at space dock and yeah. i i i first i thought this was like a wrong line like something that was uh -huh. retconned but like, because you can fix the warp drive in route normally, but, but not that with just that damage. It yeah. was so destroyed. That's a lot of damage. Yeah. 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 Scotty's like, I'd have to build it from scratch, Captain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But Absolutely. Im impulse has a shot. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's good, at least. <laughs> they can move a little bit. Um. Yeah. So it. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I thought this was funny because Kirk orders, <laughs> like he goes to engineering and he's like, Scotty, I want you to get me a full, um, a full structural and damage check. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
that makes sense, you know, yeah, like, good job. Yeah. But I just, I don't hear it like worded that way that often. So I, I thought that was <laughs> damage funny. check. Um, yeah. And then Scotty, you know, so he's doing his damage check. And the, mm -hmm. the biggest thing he notes is that the antimatter in the warp pod has been deactivated. Oh, um, that's rough. Uh, so that's, that's why the warp is like completely broken. So basically like one nacelle is not functioning. So that makes sense yeah. why he sure. has to repair it in space dock. And so then I want to talk about Kirk because yeah. Kirk, he starts listing things off for Scotty to work on. Yeah. So impulse is obviously like the most important thing. And then throughout the episode, Scotty keeps fixing stuff as Kirk is like, nice job. Keep going. Keep going. Keep doing you know? stuff. Like, <laughs> Don't stop Scotty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can't stop. Won't stop. And meanwhile, Kirk is repairing the screen in the room. <laughs> I just thought like, why? He's, and he keeps like muttering to himself. He's like, I got to see what's going on out there. <laughs> he doesn't know what else to do. Yeah, honestly, that's hilarious. I love too that like truly he needs to be told exactly what, what to press. Scotty's like press this and then press this red button when you're ready it'll go boom <laughs> Like essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah, you at know? the end when he rings yeah. it. Yeah. Cause through yeah. so throughout the episode, like initially they're just on the constellation, like to figure out what's going on. They eventually yeah. find Cap Commodore Matt Decker. Crazy. Who of course is Decker's dad from the yeah. motion picture. Um, and he's completely going through shock, like PTSD. Yeah. He's turned into Ahab and he's fighting a whale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that doomsday machine. Yeah. And so they, they beam him back on the Enterprise and then he like is dumb and the doomsday machine is like trying to get the Enterprise. And then eventually he just goes into the shuttle and yeets himself. Um, mm which is like shocking and it doesn't even do anything like he explodes no. the sh he explodes the ship in there um mm -hmm. but but then kirk gets the idea what if like we tried combining our power to destroy this doomsday machine or to like take it off course nothing has worked so what if we put the constellation in there to explode mm -hmm. the doomsday machine that is when scotty is like working at all like full thrusters yes. <laughs> um i there's a moment i particularly adore when um <laughs> Like they just have such good back and forth this entire yeah, episode. Totally. Um, well, like so when Kirk before he's like trying to fix the screen and he says, "You worry about your miracle, Scotty. I'll worry about mine." Yes. Um, <laughs> that's after Scotty has informed him that he's going to try to cross connect. Um, he said the impulse engine controls are fused solid, so he's going to cross connect the warp controls. Which I don't know how that oh, works. Um, yeah. not, like I don't know how Excuse how he does me. that. What? Um, and that's when the miracle comments mm -hmm. comes up. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that that line. Worry about your miracle, Scotty, and I'll worry about mine. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you for the recognition. Scotty is literally the miracle worker. We all know him to be. He got, he gets the shift from dead to like able like rigged to explode itself yeah yeah within like an hour or two like, like less probably yeah um i i wanted to add briefly that maybe we could have a series and the theme is people who use shuttles to sacrifice themselves <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a very strong or like very a lot of episodes because for i can think of a lot of examples <laughs> where this happens so <laughs> yeah, i was thinking we could do an ahab series because there's a lot of episodes that have vendettas against random entities i don't know if you hear that thunder but i'm just going to leave it in the pod so you can all enjoy mm, my thunder. my atmosphere yeah um 
yeah, just just amazing. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, and also like Scotty, he recharged the phasers because this is when the Doomsday Machine mm. starts coming towards them. This is one of my yeah. favorite parts too, <laughs> yeah. um, because he got impulse working. They're flying, and then Kirk's like, "Ah, oh, but we have no weapons," and he's like, "Nope, I charged the phasers, so don't worry." Yes. And um, Kirk says, "You just earned your pay for the week, Mister." <laughs> <laughs> iconic good banter oh <laughs> I such love that pals. I that just, is so I cute him. they work so well together and I like that you know even though Kirk doesn't know a ton about engineering like he's still they're still updating each other staying steady in the crisis and I think it's just really nice to see the two of them work together for once and instead of Kirk just yelling Scotty from the bridge Scotty we're out of time yes Rihanna thank you so much Kirk is seeing how hard he's working and I yeah. have noticed like Kirk barely complains in this episode and sometimes he yeah. gets really grumpy where he's like um we need it now I'm not taking no for an answer like yeah. he says that a lot to Scotty uh -huh. um but in this one like so this is this is what I was talking about with like kind of order of operation yeah. And I, as a like fanfic writer, I think about this a lot. And because some mm -hmm. of my favorite episodes are when a ship is broken and then yeah. you have to like get different systems online. It's really like, I really like enjoying trying to figure out, okay, which departments are most important in this situation, depending yes. on what's going on. Um, totally. And so Scotty, like he got impulse, he got weapons, he's charging those phaser banks. And then on his own, he's like, he calls up to Kirk. He's like, Captain, um, I got communications and shields, which yes. is just huge. And then Kirk says, keep going, Scotty, keep going. <laughs> Like, ah! like low-key sexual which is like yeah. confusing. wow um, they but... had a little moment the two of them. <laughs> yeah they literally did but he was like you're I, doing so well he was yeah. so overjoyed he's like this is why you are on my ship bro you're my chief engineer <laughs> yeah i think too you're absolutely right he didn't complain at all because he saw what scotty was doing he was yes. face to face with it he like it's so hard with that separation i think that's the hardest part about like no oh my gosh no let me rephrase i think that is very difficult for both of them to read each other <laughs> across the comms especially during a crisis which is the worst time to be like snapping at each other yeah. you know when scotty we're counting down and <laughs> it's during a crisis <laughs> which is actually gonna happen in this episode <laughs> yeah literally well and um <laughs> oh my god i'm dying um i also so you know as i mentioned uh eventually they decide that it's time to rig the constellation to explode and Kirk says this to Scotty <laughs> and Kirk's or and Scotty's reply is it's hard to keep it from blowing <laughs> so like Perfect. this sounds great yeah like yes. Scotty's immediately on board he's like okay yes. man <laughs> like yes. I will bring it right away yeah. um and then this is when the pressure comes in as Rihanna was talking about because the bomb will go off or like the ship will explode 30 seconds after kirk has to press manually a button and then the enterprise mm -hmm. will beam him up yeah and the enterprise is like still recovering from the doomsday machines attack on the yeah. ship and so right before so the, it's really tension like I, someone is on the bridge saying like oh man there's 1500 meters and it's like a yeah. thousand meters Everybody, not yeah. meters <laughs> but miles or yeah. something kilometers um kilometers. And, like, they're getting closer and closer but kirk doesn't if they were want... kilometers <laughs> They'd be like basically brushing. <laughs> you probably be light years. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my um, <laughs> I have no sense of scale. <laughs> They'd be brushing each other if they were 
I love it. <laughs> but we get you. We get you here. We know what's happening. I like don't know. Like I'll use European terminology that I don't understand. In space. Um, in space. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> Too good. Um... <laughs> anyway, they they're getting closer and closer to mm -hmm. the doomsday machine but kirk doesn't want the ship to explode too early like outside yeah. of the mouth would just be pointless you know sure. he's trying to really r ram it home <laughs> <laughs> wow um, yeah i mean that's his nature so oh, God. um so it, but the moment like kirk presses the button he's like okay beat me up the transporters like explode like there's like smoke <laughs> coming up yeah but luckily they've already beamed scotty aboard and this is mm -hmm. another instance God. where like i would expect scotty to be like i need a team with me now yeah. like let's go but no this man this man sprints he doesn't even like he sprints to the jeffrey's tube and he's like ah oh, and then he does it himself and this is another instance he leaves the jeffrey's tube and then has to like tap a panel on the wall yeah. like a, wasting yeah. like precious seconds to be like okay try it now and then another yeah. explosion happens yes <laughs> he jumps right in he does it again and then of course the spock is up on the bridge waiting for his husband to come back <laughs> from the exploding ship. From, turned from the war yeah. yeah literally and so he's going um mr scott mr scott <laughs> <laughs> with increasing like annoyance and i just i find that scene so funny because scotty's just like ah like he's literally doing it all and he gets it done of course like seconds away Yes. what it was gonna explode yeah seconds well and i mean again like kirk is extremely calm but i actually yeah. rare shout out to william shatner in this scene like when mm -hmm. the 30 seconds are counting down because um you know kirk takes it very like humorously at first he's yeah. like all right scotty all right. like i'm ready 15 yeah. seconds to go like okay i'd like to be beamed up and then when he gets down to the 10 seconds there is an actual change on his face where kirk is like okay i'm probably about to die and mm. i'm i'm ready to face that like i really felt that for him where he just changes but he still is like scotty you know and yeah and like you said spock is on the bridge like mr scott mr. like if yeah. Spock. <laughs> yeah spock is freaking out yeah. here yeah yeah and like scotty does not crack under that pressure he is not shall i say thriving but he is doing amazing you know like he has saved countless of lives at this point like this is a tuesday for him you know yeah. like absolutely and so i think that that's the other thing is to watch both of them stay very calm and collected except spock loki yeah spock <laughs> is freaking out the most yeah yeah so iconic what a great moment for scotty Okay, but you know what kind of is starting to make me angry is that hmm. I think at the at the end of this episode, Scotty saved the day. Yeah, like yes, he saved Kirk's life. And in the last five minute, like they all like chuckle to each other moment yeah. on the bridge. <laughs> Classic. Scotty like just I think he laughs or something. He's like, huh, yeah. you know, talking about the doomsday machine. I don't know. Um, but there's never any like, and thanks to Scotty, we were able nice, to do this, Mr. Scott. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes Scotty isn't even in the last five minutes, yeah. even though he completely saved the day. So yeah. this is just like hashtag justice for Scotty. Justice for all engineers, frankly, because this is very common. Yes. Like, 
And then all the commanding officers get the credits. They're like, wow, nice work in there, Mr. Spock. And I'm like, excuse me, he just went Mr. Scott, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, well, and I think it's kind yeah. of the separation, like what Balana was talking about in Voyager. It's a separation between the politicians and the engineers, yeah. like in a, in a way, like because like it's a captain and you know like it has commanding officers like are overruling other people they are sort of politicians like not really but kind totally. of you I know what, what you're mean? saying though yeah, um, absolutely. yeah so there's this separation between like I, I feel like out of any department engineering is maybe closest with lower decks as like kind of like the unseen heroes you know agreed absolutely 100 percent. okay wow <laughs> So let's talk about Enterprise Incident. This is another, I thought, like, very, very important moment for Scotty because yes. this deals with cloaking devices. And, oh, I'm so excited because I have a feeling that cloaking devices are going to be a topic of discussion for the rest of the engineering series because of Ooh. their development and, like, stuff that happens in D&G. And, <laughs> um, and Picard. <laughs> yeah, and Picard. Yeah. So this, again, like, this is the freaking 23rd century, like, the 20, it's like 2267 or something right now. And the Enterprise has received, and we, of course, don't know this till the end, but um, the Enterprise has received orders, or Kirk has, ordering them to go into the neutral zone to steal a cloaking device from the Romulans. This is insane. Like, top secret mission. No one knows about this. So Kirk and Spock are kind of operating on a different level than the rest of the crew because they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. which I love to see. Kirk is like for captain's eyes only. And he's like, okay, Spock, yeah. come here. <laughs> like, I love that. It's so them. Like, I'm going to use you to salute this Romulan mm -hmm. commander. Yeah. Um, but Scotty has kind of a minimal role in it, except- You said salute. I'm so sorry. I just got it. I'm going to use you to salute this Romulan commander. I said salute? I'm pretty sure. Unless I heard it wrong. Seduce? Yeah, I think that's and the distract. Word you're for. Maybe I like. <laughs> so... Anyway, sorry. I was like, please, continue. <laughs> Spock, I need you to salute <laughs> this lady because I don't salute Romulus. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty oh sure. Gosh. Maybe it was me, but <laughs> we'll hear it in the edit booth. And so whoever's yes. editing this part will be laughing right now. Okay, so, well, what I meant is that Spock is seducing this Romulan commander mm -hmm. while Kirk is, like, apparently killed <laughs> by the, the death grip, Love the it. Vulcan death grip. And then it's kind of like a twist on a muck time where Spock <laughs> kills Kirk. Um, we talked about this in Death Fakeouts, too, but mm -hmm. um, Kirk, uh, he does. He, like, he comes back on the Romulan ship dressed up like a Romulan. He has some <laughs> surgery, and then he takes the cloaking device and mm -hmm. he gives it to Scotty and he <laughs> says, bro, you have 15 minutes to get this working. Are you serious? Bro. <laughs> like, this is the most insane time limit slash thing he's ever installed into the ship. It's not even a part of the ship systems. It's a cloaking device, which aren't allowed in Starfleet. <laughs> so uh, he's probably never looked at one, like, up close either. Yeah, well, and a reminder that this episode, I do not think covers but maybe i missed it part of the treaty for the neutral zone like to being created and like a somewhat peaceful situation with the romulans is that neither side can develop cloaking technology 
And so this is a clear violation of yeah. the Romulans. And then the Federation the doesn't the, the Federation does not care about this. They They're like, let's get in. I want <laughs> I want this cloaking device. <laughs> so I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm gonna plug it in and use it <laughs> on the neutral zone and this, of a bunch of Romulans. I'm just saying, like Loki, this is an act of war. Both um, on both sides. On yeah. every side. Yeah. But it's fine. There's no repercussions. To Absolutely later. true. Thank you, Ashlyn. I thought this episode really goes down in history because scotty says you know kirk's like how's it coming with a cloaking device and scotty says it's the biggest guess of my life if it will work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he goes bless me if i know if it's gonna work you know yeah. like he truly is just like i plugged some stuff in i'm figuring it out we'll see what happens and it doesn't work at first because you know it was his first time ever looking at this technology yeah literally and then spock he's like over the comms like eight minutes mr spock like he, he just <laughs> eight minutes, or, mr. mr scott like <laughs> oh no spock's over there um oh he is because yeah, yeah spock's back on the bridge back. yeah because wow. they beamed the commander on too yeah that's right so yeah. literally scott spock is always counting down for scotty <laughs> yeah. um and then I, it was so cute because right before it, there's like five seconds to go and Scotty's just like muttering to himself like it's gonna overload it's gonna <laughs> overload and then he kind of like closes his eyes and like I imagine crosses yeah. his fingers like oh my god yes. and, it, and it works the best moment yeah yeah it works just fine man so cool what a legend and what a great moment too it's really some fun acting by James Doohan and everything like he's he does such a great job with this yeah absolutely so much fun yeah so after it's working spock confirms because he learned from the romulan commander and i'm, I'm sorry she doesn't have a name again because of yeah. um, yes, not existing yeah. yeah um but so the romulan commander told spock that even romulans cannot track cloaked vessels so once the enterprise is cloaked the romulans have no idea where they are so just amazing scotty like what like a genius literally legend Again, just a quick moment of saving, you know, everyone. So, Ashlyn, shall we move on to That Which Survives? I cannot wait. Yeah. Great choice for this episode. Thank you for adding it to our watch list. For sure. It was one of those that I just forget. Like, I love, I know it has those ladies with the cool outfits that are kind of like yeah. squares on their tummies with like purple costumes. I know they look good, yeah. but I, I had no idea Scotty was in this one so much. Her eyeliner slays so hard. Absolutely slay, yeah. Okay, so you want to give us a little rundown of what's going on? <laughs> so I low-key did not watch anything about them on the planet. No, um, me neither. <laughs> I skipped right past the bisexual lighting, sadly. <laughs> I know, very sad. <laughs> okay, yeah. So basically, they like arrive at this planet with these ladies because it's like geologically really interesting. And then the Enterprise is hurled not 1,000 light years across the galaxy, but 990.7 um light not years. kilometers yeah yeah i know it's light years <laughs> got him yeah. nice um so they've been hurled like so far away and then kirk is like dealing with how to convince these ladies to bring the enterprise back um classic yeah it's like kind of crazy it's season three folks like yeah and know so the score yeah and spock is in in command in this one he's just like really wound up so tightly i don't know what's going on with the spock. writers slept on their keyboards this week <laughs> or just Leonard nimoy was really popping off i don't know what was happening it, he was sassy he was insulting everyone like people were giving generalizations like what i just mentioned this lady mm -hmm. at the helm is like oh we were hurled a thousand light years across the galaxy and he's like um no it's 990.7 
yeah and it's like um okay but still it's far <laughs> like well and sometimes spock does that and it's endearing but he did mm -hmm. it like 14 times in this episode yeah. it was like dude it was way too many yeah absolutely yeah. and I, i'm mentioning this because it even gets on scotty's nerves later but yeah. <laughs> um let's like so there's like some sort of fracture going on with spock and the rest of the crew and so Scotty says that he has a bad feeling or just like something is wrong with the ship and he doesn't know what. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a like really cool to see him do this. And Spock is like, that's an emotion. Like, and Scotty's like, ah, you're probably right, but mm -hmm. I just feel like something's off. And so he asks his little buddy, his instant friend, yeah. um, to go check it out. And like, don't just check the boards. Like, I want you to actually physically go check the matter antimatter pod and make yeah. sure that it's not overheating and mm -hmm. he does that and then this lady comes and kills him yeah poor guy <laughs> and scotty's like you poor lad it was Watkins. Watkins is Watkins. dead yeah that was a great scene too i love getting to see scotty's intuition he knows exactly when his ship isn't running the way it should he is so in tune with the enterprise especially because he's been working now for so long on the enterprise and i also love just the the compassion he has for his engineers and he knows all of them well, seemingly, and though he might not delegate well, like I'm sure that they know how to work around Scotty's like perfectionism, and I'm sure they're a well-oiled machine at this point. Absolutely, like I think he's got a trained, trained people around him who, yeah, like who know him really well. And then after this, he says that the matter and antimatter like are fused, and the engines mm -hmm. are running wild. <laughs> They were going warp eleven point two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have a Tom whole. Who? <laughs> I have a whole thing. So <laughs> later, so this is now at twenty eight minutes in, and these are like fifty minute episodes, you know. So mm -hmm. this is not towards the end. No, ha half an hour. Scotty says this thing is going to blow, and there's nothing in the universe that can stop it. Yeah, and I thought this delivery actually by James Doohan was great because like this happens all the time to Scotty where he's like I'm a miracle worker like I'm gonna make it work I'm gonna be able to get us out of this but in this scene it's kind of like what I said about Kirk earlier he really is convinced he's like dude like <laughs> I guess Spock we're not gonna survive this like this yeah. is it I can't stop the engines or I can't stop yeah. the explosion there's nothing in this universe that could stop the explosions like I mean from the physics that he knows <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> because apparently <laughs> Scotty can go into this crawl away like he could easily die in this crawl away he has to do very precise engineering and literally I guess this is another way <laughs> that he could have done it but it was a suicide mission essentially and so Spock I love that this moment too again we see how dangerous engineering is that we're seeing that Scotty is continuously putting himself in harm's way or prepared to die for his crew because Spock first offers like I will go I'm first officer like I can go to the crawl away and I have more chances of surviving than you do. And Scotty's like, but I know this ship better. Like, I would be able to do it, essentially, but I won't survive. And so he's ready to jettison himself out into space to get this job done. So I'm just saying, like, a Scotty show of faith in his crew that, like, yes, they will either get him out of this or he will get them out of this is so like such a great sort of two-way trust, even in an episode where Spock is being so snippy and weird. <laughs> Yes, I totally agree with you. And yeah, that scene, 
I really love when Spock and Scotty are discussing this. Of course, I can't help but think about the Wrath of Khan because mm. Spock literally comes down to engineering and he's like, I'll do it myself. You know, like, I know, I think this can be done from this crawl way. And Scotty's like, I'll do it. And we're going to die anyway if I don't. And yeah. like, like you said, I know the ship so well. The thing that, like, it's not a complete suicide mission because mm-hmm. Scotty actually thought of this, or I think Spock thought of it that they can add charges to this specific part of the ship that it will blast out into space if he thinks that the ship is going to explode so essentially like to take out this section throw it into space and it can explode outside of the ship so no one else will be harmed and i thought adding the stakes to this scene made it really stressful and fun to watch because we're not only relying on scotty to fix the ship but scotty's life is on the line if he can't fix it everything will happen and specifically i want to focus on like the very very end because they're counting down yes. again spock is like you have 16.5 seconds and scotty yeah. i think he says something like oh i wrote it down yeah. he says i don't need a bloomin cuckoo clock yeah that's what he says i that's the only sign that he's getting sick of spock yes. um in this episode which he's put up with a lot already <laughs> so much and he's just cool under pressure as usual mm-hmm he kind of laughs it off. The Enterprise is accelerating so much, and I wanted to read out all these warps. Yeah. Um, so they are at 11.2, which that was the first yeah. time I really like Insane. took note because I was like, yeah. oh, they, they're all lizards. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They broke the warp threshold. This is insane. This is Call insane. the police. Yeah. And then, then they go to warp 13.2. <laughs> and the fastest they get to is 14.1. It's oh like, a, just they have no warp restrictions. They're nope. just doing great. Um, <laughs> they remain yeah. human. Yeah, yeah they remain human. <laughs> no side effects. Everything's fine. Uh-huh. McCoy's not even in this episode. Like, no. um, I mean, that, well, he is. So at the end, they're going 14.1. And mm-hmm. there's like 20 seconds left. And Spock has the idea to reverse the polarity. Because Scott, Scott is going in with this like magnetized instrument to try to like yeah. separate the streams. Yeah. Um, there's like sure. a kaleidoscope going on yeah. in the engineering section. But Spock is like, wait a second. We are out of phase with reality because of what this lady did to our ship. Which I was like, this sounds like Star Trek to me. I love this. Yes, totally. Um, and so he reverses the polarity, Scotty does, with his ma- the thing that he's magnetized. But it's stuck. And he can't like get the cap off or whatever. So there's 20 seconds left. And immediately he says, inject me right now. Like you have 20 seconds. And Spock does not do it. He waited. He waited. Spock waited. Like Spock has been so annoying and so like uptight this whole episode. But he is not about to give up on Scotty. Like that just shows you how much he believes in him. Because he's like, he's essentially, he's putting his life on the line to believe in Scotty. That it will be fixed. Yeah. Well, and... I think also a part of him and maybe the human part is is kind of like I'm not letting Scotty die from a stuck piece of plastic, you know, like the way that Scotty is trying to pull this thing off to reverse the polarity, uh, which is, I gotta say, is just the first time we reverse the polarity because yes. another amazing first that will literally continue on for the rest of Star Trek. That's a um, solid phrase. Yeah. yeah that's, that's like every solution <laughs> after that this is towards the end of the show like this is episode 17 of season three Mm. and so i'm positive they've already reversed the polarity in another episode we haven't talked about today but yeah yeah. it's it's worth mentioning how important of a phrase that is in the technobabble world it really is yeah and so crazy because even when spock says reverse the polarity scotty 
essentially is like, okay, but we have no time for theory. Just hope you're right. You know, again, trusting each other to say, we got this. We're just going to try science and hope it happens. And it does, you know, and yeah, it's amazing. Such an underrated team. What a like wonderful Mm -hmm. duo we have with Spock and Scotty. And then at the end, I want to, I love because they did it. Like Scotty saves the day, seriously stops them from exploding and the ship engines are slowing down. So they were at 14.1 and then they're going back to normal, like seven Mm -hmm. or whatever. Spock is like, lecturing scotty low-key about something yeah. and scotty just lays down yes <laughs> in the little access way and he's like ah, i did it i did <laughs> like, it yeah. i saved us all and I, no one's gonna thank me and i'm yeah. just gonna go to bed <laughs> yeah. and we so rarely get to see that type of relief you know where yes. he's like thank oh, blue blazes thank you yeah. you know? <laughs> exactly oh exactly oh so true i do love getting to see scotty too just in these situations because He's like, one move and I'll blow us all up, you know, kind of thing. And they're all just like, okay, we trust you. And you have to be so controlled and so calm in these, like, literally the most stressful situations that, like, it's just you have to be this type of person who can keep a steady hand, who keeps cool in a crisis, all this kind of stuff. And so I'm just reminded time and again that no matter the situation, including movies that we'll be talking about soon, we are going to see him continue to go through these crazy situations and stay as cool as you please and get them out of crazy pinches or whatever. So it's an element that you absolutely, I think, need to have to be chief engineer, especially aboard a starship like the Enterprise. I'm so with you, Rihanna. You have to have, yeah, nerves of steel. Like you can't have any anxiety. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. Okay. So and then there's just a couple more things I want to mention before we move on to the movies, Rihanna, which I'm very excited to talk about. In the episode, The Apple, there is a briefest of mentions about separating the saucer section from the rest of the ship, um, like from the nacelles. And this, this is something that happens in the pilot of TNG. And it was like shocking and so exciting because we've had no idea that the ships could separate (laughs) into Mm -hmm. two different like functioning like the battle bridge and everything so Um, cool so it's kind of cryptic but kirks is talking to scotty (laughs) this is the episode where all the redshirts die for no reason yes Um, and so by stick yeah death by stick scotty says sir we're doing everything within engineering reason and kirk (laughs) says then use your imagination Tie every ounce of power the ship has into the impulse engines. Discard the warp drive nacelles if you have to, and crack out there with the main section, but get that ship out of there. So Kirk is what? suggesting to literally like remove what? the nacelles and have the saucer go on its own, which I had no idea was possible. <laughs> um and Scotty says, sir, I'm gonna switch over everything but life support systems and boost the impulse power, but that's just about as dangerous. <laughs> Scotty's like, this is harebrained. What is happening? This is crazy. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of insane that that Mm -hmm. idea had even been like, like thought of thought of it all. Um, And then the other thing I want to mention is in TOS, we actually see Zephyrin Cochran. And I I know this is how they got the idea to have first contact about Zephyrin Cochran. And he's like forever, like a historical figure in Star Trek, because he was the person, the engineer who invented warp drive. And that's what caused the Vulcans to come say hi to us. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we will see them in 30 years. Yeah, and I'm waiting, like Cochran should be born. He should like, already be Hopefully alive. already be alive. <laughs> yeah. Go to school, please go to school. 
<laughs> and he said from out there stay at school if your name is Severin Cochran you have to go <laughs> to school <laughs> go to engineering please <laughs> oh my gosh you have a destiny ahead of you then you can't just imagine the statue <laughs> you told him about the statue <laughs> amazing well so because we do see Zephyr Cochran like he's invented in TOS I I took one for the team yes (laughs) I watched the episode Metamorphosis expecting like maybe some cool engineering things there was none at all it it was literally like their shuttle crashes and then Cochran's like whoa that shuttle it's a Galileo which I guess they just replaced they're like your ship it's very crisp and clean and then he looks like he's gonna try to fix it and Spock's like could you help us and he's like it'll never work anyway because there's this like companion living on this planet that Zephyr Cochran is on who can uh-huh. like just just keep destroying the ship over and over again and stop them mm-hmm. from ever leaving sure. and this companion is like in love with Cochran and they meld together and what? <laughs> Cochran he was basically is very dark like he was ready to die so he wanted to die in space that when he's like an old man he's had like a mm-hmm. life of luxury you know where everyone mm-hmm. knows who he is he's so awesome he goes into space and then this companion like sees him and then de-ages him to be really young so anyway it's really wow. insane episode and there's a lot wrong with it but uh-huh. it's really cool to watch for the Zekrom history and there's no engineering at all so i'm just going to spare you and just remind everyone that Zephyrin cochran is alive in the 23rd century and wow. he is chilling on this planet with this companion so like Crazy. send him a letter or something because yeah. he needs He's go okay. <laughs> yeah. He he did not choose to rejoin society, which I thought was kind Blink of a twice if you need help. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh a thousand percent. Wow. I was like, this man yeah. is needing help. Thank you for taking one for the team for that one. I out of my noises of shock, you probably realized I did not rewatch this. No, oh, <laughs> so. I mean I took it off the list before Rihanna could even look at the watch list. <laughs> because I was like this is not what we need to talk about but if anyone's looking for an interesting TOS episode that it does raise a lot of questions so (laughs) yeah so (laughs) and I didn't even spoil all the the weird parts so anyway um okay let's please get this out of here and um let's go to the movie section Rihanna when I made the watch list I did not include the animated series at all so I'm so sorry about that that's okay I think honestly the animated series deserves its own series sometimes. Sometimes we can fit it in smoothly, but I think honestly, we're going to want to be talking about a lot of weird engineering stuff at TAS and it would just sort of ruin the Scotty vibe of <laughs> this, you know, because they're doing magic. They're going underwater. Like <laughs> there's a lot to be said about Scotty as an animated figure. So as an animated engineer so let's just wait i think and do a small episode on tas perhaps next week or in the coming weeks if that works for you i think that would be amazing yeah i i truly agree like those characters in the animated series are not quite who we know basically (laughs) like different like not quite near but parallel (laughs) yeah low-key yeah absolutely it's the the, uh multiverse where everything is animated Oh, exactly. Love <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, here we go. Okay. We're talking about these movies. And 
I was thinking, like, how can you not include the movies in the watch list? Because Scotty, like, I think some of these repairs he does, of course, like, movies in general are larger stakes. And so the repairs that Scotty (laughs) makes are, like, much larger stakes. Even though everything we've seen is, like, the ship's about to blow up in, like, 10 different episodes and Scotty stops Mm -hmm. it. That doesn't really change. But I thought it was, I thought it'd be fun to talk about all these different movies and everything he does. So let's start with Wrath of Khan. Scotty has his great moment in here because his nephew is actually on board mm. the Enterprise as a trainee. Oh, training cadet. Yeah. Oh, guys, there's a lot of cadets on this ship. <laughs> a lot of and people lose their engineering. lives. Yeah, yeah. This is the other horrible thing is that, like, engineers have a red shirt for a reason. I know. I was literally, you know? like, trying not to crack up. Like, it's all the red shirts or all the engineers are dying. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just how it goes sometimes. Even if you give them white suits, they still die. Mm-hmm. These poor engineers did not stand a chance if they're not Scotty with the plot armor. Not but even his nephew. <laughs> not even his nephew. And he brings him to the ship, uh, to the bridge. Um, we talked about this family series. We talked about cool. this with dad too when we watched the oh movie. God, so yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> haunting, haunting. I guess he really wanted to show the imminent um, effect that. Maybe he got fed up. He's like, no one understands it. everything I go through. Like yeah. my nephew just died, bro. I think so, honestly. And fair enough. Like Kirk only respected him when he was down there working with him. So I can see it. <laughs> I can yeah. See it. Well, in this whole movie, like once Khan catches up with them, it's really touch and go because they're in a battle and then they go into the nebula so they can make repairs. This is Scotty's craziest moments. Like he's trying to get the ship back online so they can have impulse so they can flip around and like get Khan's ship, get the Reliant. And at the end, like this is one of the only failures that we actually see like that could happen with Scotty because what is tra- what's Spock trying to do? What's going on at the end? I, I don't oh, remember. Oh, well, okay. Something's going to blow up unless he puts that tube in the, in the thing. I think it's the like chamber antimatter so i think the warp drive who knows i'm looking it up but i think you just your like random guesses are probably right but hang on okay yeah so the um fucking they're gonna detonate the genesis device this is what con is like from hell's heart i stab at the it's gonna blow up in four minutes kirk says scotty i need warp speed in three minutes or we're all dead um but there's no response from engineering because there's there's too much radiation leaking Mm -hmm. from the ship and then that's when spock of course leaves the bridge scotty gets knocked out that's why spock has to step in there there's like a hole in the warp core so they have to seal the breach because they need warp yeah exactly so they need warp to get out of there from the explosion um Spock did it yeah he did it the scotty's glows the mains are back online yeah oh i think Cry. that would be just awful for scotty too you know you're like he because again he probably would have volunteered had he been conscious you know i think he would have just got vulcan gripped but still <laughs> he would have volunteered a hundred percent scotty would have done it himself and mm-hmm. sacrificed his life for the crew and there wouldn't have been a sad funeral oh. for and scotty been a <laughs> search for scotty search for scotty i think you're right lads remember (laughs) yeah like i don't think so somehow (laughs) makes me sad so underappreciated no you're so give him another movie (laughs) but the thing is like i think this is one of the only times like if spock hadn't been there and scotty'd still Mm -hmm. been knocked out this would have been the only time that scotty would have failed you know which is significant and i think it's great to have this in a in a movie you know not an episode like Khan 
would have won if it wasn't for Spock. Absolutely. Saved everybody. So incredible. Yeah. That's great. Um, well, well and, and then in the next movie, sir, not search for Scotty. <laughs> yeah. Search for Spock. Yeah. So we have some iconic moments in here. Rihanna, do you want to talk about some of your favorites? Oh, man, of course. I love the fact that Scotty, honestly, he knows everything. Like, here's the thing that I'm always shocked about. Not shocked, but just like amazed by with Scotty is that if you need transporters, he's your guy. If you need ship engines, warp communications, <laughs> like anything, you know, I mean, he is literally he knows every system so well. He knows everything. And so it's amazing that he even knows the systems of space dock and of like, you know, ship systems, which of course he probably worked a lot on before he got like galaxy class starship type thing. Who knows how he went up in the ranks. We we haven't gotten our Scotty series yet. So that is always really interesting to think of him using the space dock and using the space dock to steal the Enterprise, getting those doors open, even when it's Ted's like hilarious moment where they're like, are we just going to crash into these space dock doors? But Scotty's always got you. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't remember if it's in this movie or it might be on a frontier or something, but I feel like Scotty always is commenting on other ships that are up and coming. So he's like yes, always talking true. about the Excelsior. He's like, that's a bucket of bolts. Like yeah. the Excelsior, like it, it's a it's a fine ship, but it's nothing compared to the Enterprise. Yeah. And which of course he has this bias. I mean, he got into like a fight with the Klingons over oh, yeah. <laughs> like the Enterprise, the Klingons calling the Enterprise, like saying it should be hauled away as garbage. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? You think you might want to rephrase that, laddie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just more masterpiece. But it tells me that not only is he like he's staying up with the news, you know what I mean? And I I think that's a part of like being a scientist, I would assume, and having career in like a field that is actively being researched and studied is that you have to keep up with everything going on. Otherwise you're gonna become insignificant. And it seems like technical changes are happening really fast, like still in this time period. I mean I know it's a hundred years between T and G, but like, you know, things got more efficient for sure. Absolutely. Especially yeah. like with the rate that our technology is increasing just in this current <laughs> time we're living in. It is amazing to think like the technology advances just in between like five, 10 years for this yeah. era. And what's crazy too is, I mean, this movie came out in the eighties and yeah. technology was definitely like rapidly evolving, but I think it's probably much more now. And maybe, maybe we're closer to like the rate of evolution that Star Trek is in. I don't know, honestly. Right? Crazy. Insane. Yeah. And I love that he steals the Enterprise. Like anytime that it's like a yes. skeleton crew, <laughs> the skeleton crew just means Scotty. <laughs> just gotta have Scotty. No one else in engineering. <laughs> like, like, yeah. He's always your guy. But he's been training for this. Like he never used his crew anyway. So he's like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. So another point that I really like that he mentioned is when they're having to fight these Klingons. And he's so good with his systems, running around, getting everything ready, but essentially saying, like, I didn't expect to take us into combat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, seriously, now I have to repair the shields, and I have to repair the phasers, and like, everything. I'm just in love with this man. Like, I... So wonderful. Yeah, I love him so much. So, well, then, the, the saddest moment in Scotty's whole life happens <laughs> God, yeah. in this movie, because... 
they trick the Klingons into coming aboard the Enterprise and then they rig it to explode and oh. they lose the ship and they're on the bounty. God, he's just face during that scene watching the ship. They focus on Kirk because it's a Shatner movie, whatever. James Doohan is so good in this and it makes me so sad to watch thinking about now him as an engineer and thinking about his like literal emotional attachment he has to the enterprise i think he's literally singing love of my life by queen as like the yeah. enterprise goes up you know <laughs> he's like i am devastated right now oh. yeah it does show the depth of like how far they have to go in order to save spock which is just beautiful and and spock, yeah. spock is like scotty's engineering bestie so it makes True. sense he's like yeah. i love that rowdy vulcan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's always got us in a pinch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly yeah. so just beautiful and also just impressive in this and then in voyage home where he's able to like run the klingon ship at all it's completely different technology he like hilariously in voyage home switches out the food packs and every there's like yeah, yeah he's like i can't gah. eat gah yeah he's like i'm making this more homey for us <laughs> yeah he cannot read any of the buttons any of the levers like Voyage Home is truly an impressive feat of engineering because not only does he take a Klingon bird of prey, <laughs> you know, learns how to use it, learns how to fly it, and then takes it back in time. Are you serious? And then once back in time, <laughs> he adds an aquarium <laughs> into it. What? All the while creating this type of uh, plexiglass centuries earlier or whatever. That's only like an inch thick rather than... Yeah. Oh, two feet. We have it supplied most of our retailers or whatever <laughs> that guy <laughs> exactly. says. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are and then we serious? we have to and talk getting about the back. I'm sorry. Again. No, though, like unbelievable. And that's the plot, Rihanna. And yeah. Scotty carries the plot Scotty on the his plot. back. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Klingon ship. Yeah. This wow. is insane. Some highlights for me <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i uh, this is such a good one i yes. i was just sick a couple like a month ago and i rewatched like oh, four five and six um great call just love of my life but there's a scene where jillian is like driving to the bird of prey and it's like cloaked in golden gate park and you just yes. see scotty's like standing on top of the bird of prey and they're like sulu's lowering the helicopter like materials <laughs> into scotty's hands yeah like dream team scotty should not be doing this this should be his skeleton crew but there's no <laughs> it's just scotty i love that yeah. scene so much and then of course hello computer might be the most memorable oh. scene from any of the movies it has it's, lasted the test of time it really has and it gives scotty that moment to shine because so much of what he does goes unrecognized in the original series and in these other movies you know like there's no other iconic scotty moments like this until we get to the the kelvin verse and so i really think that it's so special it makes it even better that this is a scotty moment that got famous and that he's here doing engineering stuff in the 21st century like bro <laughs> Yeah, amazing. I also love when he like cracks his knuckles and he's yeah. like a keyboard. How quaint. Oh, and he's going yeah. for it. And clearly like James <laughs> Duhan is like head empty, you know, like yeah. whatever's happening on the screen is not corresponding. No, but, from, but he typed so fast. Yeah, he typed so I think they sped up his hands or something. But <laughs> I thought it was amazing that uh -huh. like Scotty as a character could type yeah. that easily. Yes. Oh, when, I love that. Like yeah. they don't use typing. Like even like Janeway and Voyager they... is like it's old fashioned 
option to type or write out anything because they True. it's all like verbally like computer yeah. record my <laughs> record, record my log <laughs> you know record letter yeah. to my family yeah literally it's shocking to me but I think like probably some people may still type I mean Jake like types on his pad and stuff so his little iPad <laughs> I mean for me I would a thousand percent type like yeah. I can, I'm terrible with no same trying to get my thoughts sorted out I mean which is hilarious because yeah. we read a podcast but, oh whoops um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we suck at talking <laughs> maybe you know maybe this is preparing us for the future Rihanna oh maybe my God, someday that's the real reason we started the Star Trek <laughs> podcast was to get ready for Star Trek future meta yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I just I think I yeah I love that he knows what a keyboard is but like I love that the mouse is really what baffles him because fair enough you know like this is even before touchscreen was invented and of course he wouldn't so it's just iconic yeah well and yeah. also this does kind of remind me of ivan our stepdad who is blind mm -hmm. and so he doesn't use a mouse because a mouse is yeah. very like visually oriented you're gonna have to move the mouse to a specific part and so totally. ivan just used keyboard shortcuts for everything yeah. that he does he's probably the smartest like technological person that i know like oh, right software yeah does everything everything you think mm -hmm. can happen ivan can do oh yeah he, he's, he's incredible um totally. but so i think about this for scotty too is someone who's like at the top of his game he's like i don't I have these keyboard shortcuts. Yeah. I don't need a mouse, you know. Literally, he's typing at like breakneck speed to get this theory out that like was already invented, and he, you know, had the guy take credit for it. So incredible. Literally. Yeah. Well, who's to say he didn't invent it in the first place, Rihanna? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's giving um Carbon Creek. But yeah, so I love getting to see James Duhan in these roles, and I just want to do a quick shout out to Scotty because. I just love him as a character. I think he always made it feel like Star Trek. You know, I think that was always a consistent thing for me is like if an episode didn't have Scotty, I felt it, you know, and I was like, oh my God, where is he? Like, beat me up, Scotty. You know, so it's such a classic phrase. Like there's always something so comforting about having Scotty down in engineering to help you in a crisis. Absolutely. And we didn't talk about this too much, but there are a lot of scenes that what everyone talks about is Kirk is like, I'm not taking over an answer. I need yeah. this to happen right now. And he's like, I can't change the laws of physics, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. It's starts the trope of the demanding captain asking the mm -hmm. impossible to the engineer and Scott yeah. just delivers. And sometimes yeah. it's with help of Spock, but for the most part, it's because he's so fast and he's running around. Yeah. Um, and he's got I, buffer time. <laughs> yeah, he's got buffer. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Stay tuned for TNG, yeah. everybody. But this is a character for me that I have always loved Scotty. How can mm -hmm. you not love Scotty? Right. He's the coolest. But really. watching him and James Doohan particularly portray him has been so like coming home for me. And I love yeah. getting to focus on him. He's like so attractive too. I noticed yeah, in this, like cutie. all these episodes, I was like, okay, James Doohan, get it huge appreciation for Scotty that I did not have before. So just shouting him out to the max. Yes, absolutely. And I I do want to apologize. You know, we didn't even talk about episodes where he takes the con and does all of this badass stuff as acting yeah. captain, because that's another huge role that he plays. But this is only about engineering. And I mean, he's legendary even without all of everything else so yeah and we're gonna be doing a taking the con series anyways so. just don't worry yeah don't worry we about got it. you covered anything you're worried about uh will be solved in like a year or two so yeah, yeah so ashlyn i think now let's move on to the kelvin verse and close out with simon Pegg and his portrayal of chief engineer slash outpost engineer slash starfleet engineer scotty uh montgomery scott 
or Montgomery Scotty. <laughs> so, um, I think let's start, you know, at the beginning at 2009 and our first introduction to Scotty. Ashley, do you want to talk to her or should I? Either yes, way. I want to. I yes, want to. please. Go ahead. Okay, so we've been talking so much about Spock and Scotty, like being besties. And in 2009, Kirk is marooned on this ice planet. And by the biggest coincidence of all time, he like wanders into a cave that Spock is already in. <laughs> I should say prime Spock. And yeah. he fends off the monster. They do a little mind melt. And then they go towards the nearest Starfleet outpost. Scotty's there. Like, yeah. amaz <laughs> amazing. Poor, poor buddy. He has been there, I think, for six months or something. I would imagine he was probably serving on a starship. But mm -hmm. he, he got orders to just, like, man this starbase in the middle of nowhere as punishment. Because he tried to beam Admiral Archer's prize beagle um, oh. from planet to planet, and the beagle never reappeared. Oh no, poor those! <laughs> He's like, I still feel bad about that, actually. Yeah, yeah, as, as you says. should, my dude. Poor mm -hmm. Porthos. That is still the biggest mystery of the JJ verse is <laughs> of the Kevin verse is what happened to Porthos. So he's marooned here, and. He's really, of course, feeling very like unfair punishment. Here I am in this freezing winter planet. And he is with his buddy Keenzer, which we can't, who we can't forget is his engineering pal. He this finally is his crew. This is his other crew. He's probably, Scotty learns to trust. <laughs> he learns to delegate to one other being. And I love it. Love to see it. And there it is, Simon Pegg. Here he is meeting with Spock and Kirk again in this universe. Yeah. And I do want to add, it's kind of lovely to see Scotty untethered to the Enterprise, just to see yeah. like what he does. And what he does is like try to invent transwarp beaming. Yeah. And like we're saying, like try to beam things from really insanely far locations, like across the quadrant, you know, like mm -hmm. that's what that's that's insane. insane and so it almost makes me feel like dang is he being wasted on the enterprise low-key um <laughs> he could complete like <laughs> thousands of projects and like discover all these could new be things. like yeah. more better than einstein of the time you know yeah. what i mean but <laughs> yeah i mean he invented all this stuff in tos we just talked about time travel um mirror verse watching like he's done yeah. it all invaluable man no matter where he is even in this mm -hmm. uh middle of nowhere planet yeah. hoff planet lol yeah, exactly. um, but little disappointing but also like hilarious is that spock ends up giving scotty the equation for transwarp beaming and scotty's yeah. like oh i never thought that i should think of space to be the one moving or whatever yeah. i just wish like just for scotty like i wish he could have invented that on his own just to know that he could have yeah but i hope it was enough for him that spock told him like well you did invent it so yeah you probably will again but i don't know it's that time travel thing where it's would like he still have done it now. yeah in the yeah. calvinverse would he done it on his own i don't know i know and it, like prime scotty kind of uh invented it so yeah very good question so true because that is sort of like ah, dang it like if you had more time but they have to get beaming right now <laughs> for the plot kirk needs to get on the enterprise right now right now so, yeah <laughs> it's essentially yeah insane that scotty will invent this trans warp beaming can you imagine beaming at warp like scotty did <laughs> so it, they did it yeah they, they literally did <laughs> yeah and scotty got beamed into the water <laughs> crazy scene i just oh, i love this movie so much i love it <laughs> i live and breathe yeah i think also we are getting sort of the trope that scotty's the genius at a pinch again you know which is nice like very scotty behavior in a lot of this where he just suggests something sort of like oh we could just do this and they're like oh 
like you could just do that you know or whatever and this is just Scotty at his best and like you said I, I kind of like to see him just getting a look at the Enterprise for the first time <laughs> and making his comments about what a beautiful ship she is absolutely I do have a question do you remember who the chief engineer is probably dead <laughs> uh, yeah I think probably because I think Scotty like slides into the role because yeah. they died in the Nero attack yeah um so that's so. good you know you get, don't you love just walking into a job like that <laughs> yeah. um like scotty's no, like i just think of the real military where like it takes mm -hmm. for like if you get to choose where to go next it's like a shock like they just send yeah. you wherever they want so scotty right. just marches <laughs> in the enterprise saying, yeah. is like all right change my orders ship. bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does save like all of earth but yeah i guess <laughs> you get whatever you want then yeah yeah, I, so Scotty, he likes this ship. It's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> and, oh, he does end up at the transporter initially, you know, when they need him. Because this is also the role we're seeing for James Duhan, Scotty, like throughout, is that he's, yes, a lot in engineering, but also half the rest, or the rest of the time, he's in the transporter bay waiting to oh my gosh. get transported. Maybe that's why in the mirror universe, like there's a guard on engineering because Scotty is just like, <laughs> Like the transporter, honestly, yeah. I so, love seeing him there in uh, the transport. It make er, and and like beam me up, Scotty. That's what he's known for, you know. Yeah. So it's, exactly. we have to see him at the pad. Oh, absolutely, it's essential. And again, shows his like amazing ability in every single area of the ship in this universe as well. And this is when, at the end, you know, the crisis, he beams two people from different locations onto one platform. <laughs> like, he's like, did you see that? Did you see that? You know, and I love that, of course, everyone else is like trying to get people to sick bay. But I'm like, I saw it, Scotty. I saw what you did. That was amazing. Two people onto one platform. <laughs> um, legend, going from transporter yeah. room to legend engineering and, and back. he, like, in this timeline, that's how he becomes on the, that's how he gets out of the Enterprise. Do you want to move on to Into Darkness? Yeah. Sounds yeah. Good. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I actually don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, um, you're good. So then I think, like, Scotty really proves his worth because mm -hmm. they stop Nero, like Kirk and Spock are doing their thing. The Narada is getting pulled into a black hole because mm. Spock has ignited the red matter and, like, yeah. charged his future ship into Nero's ship. And so, like, a black hole opens up and Kirk is really cocky and he's like, oh, can I help you, Nero? <laughs> And Nero's like, I would rather burn in hell or Die something. A million deaths. Yeah, something hilarious. Help from you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rihanna. And so, yeah, Nero refuses. And then it turns out the Enterprise is actually also getting sucked into the hole. And I thought this was one of Scotty's great scenes, too, because that he actually has the line. Like, if the engines are at full thrust, he's going as hard as he can. And Kirk's like, I need more. This is not enough, Scotty. And he's like, <laughs> I'm giving it all I can, Captain. Or I'm yes! giving it all she's got, Captain. Which yes. is an iconic line. Like, that's that another line. Strahan, like, that is Scotty, you know? Yeah, like, so many of these iconic Star Trek lines are literally Scotty lines, which yeah. I don't think about a lot. Yeah, so that was amazing. And then he gets the ship out because he dumps the warp core which is every yes. engineer's dream i think dump the warp core yeah yeah and ignite it so boom they're good they sail clear yeah i thought it was really fun to see also just chaos scotty at, in his element in engineering for the first time as Simon peg that was fun yeah because he's got the right level of like i'm working as hard as i can and he mm -hmm. can make you laugh at the same yes. time which is what Duhan and scotty like was so quintessential about him exactly so true yeah. 
Um, okay, well, now into darkness, Scotty. Again, you know, we always talk about Simon Pegg is the actual star of these movies. In Into Darkness, a huge Scotty moment is when they are assigned, the Enterprise is assigned to their next mission, and it is to escort these, like, torpedoes over mm-hmm. to Kronos or something yeah yeah like correct. extremely sketchy they will not open up the torpedoes so like Scotty's like I have to examine what's inside of them otherwise I don't want them to be on the ship like it's too yeah, dangerous they, these aboard. Yeah. yeah like that's absolutely ridiculous and Scotty like he knows what he's talking about and Kirk has like I guess like limited I, I don't even think it's like limited interaction with no. Scotty. Like they seem like they're friends, you know? Definitely. Um, they trust each other. They've been through a lot together. And so it takes a lot for Scotty to be like, this is down to the science. I, and I am not going to allow these torpedoes to be on the ship without examining them. And he resigns. Yeah, and because Kirk, Kirk says like, just do it, Scotty. Like that's an order. Yeah. And this is a little bit different. Maybe like, I do wonder about like James Doohan, like prime Scotty, what he Mm -hmm. would do in this situation, because for the most part, he's like, I will trust your judgment no matter what. Like Scotty is very loyal of a character, but I, it's how they met. I think it boils down to, you know, if they've been friends since the start of whenever Scotty comes on board, maybe he's on board before Kirk, you know, and they develop a friendship that way but i think it's been too short of a time for simon Pegg, scotty and chris pine to, to like <laughs> to to truly flourish as much yeah sure well and maybe it's just supposed to be like that's how high the that's how strongly scotty believes that what is happening is wrong which honestly um, he like says he's like, this right isn't you jim like yes he so he doesn't trust his judgment in this situation and I think that's what's scary to him is that he's like, you've been acting strange recently. Like he knows that everyone knows right now that Kirk is not doing well after losing Pike. So I think it really makes sense. And he reads him well. And Scotty, as we saw in the original series, had to do his strange cut in the wall so that he didn't, you know, he'd win the safety factors. (laughs) And I think that that is what he's doing here is focusing on the safety factors and not foregoing them um which because, is what a good interview yeah, should do yeah absolutely and so i respect this decision almost like more than any of the others in in this movie because great choice and i'm sad that no one listened to him yeah underappreciated again um, yeah yeah well so then scotty's gone for a while and then, oh. we, <laughs> then he's like drunk at a bar um yeah. Luckily, thank God they can like communicate over like thousands of light yes. years, um, or maybe right. hundreds, um, because Kirk can like call Scotty on Earth, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, can you like we're this is a sketchy situation, like can you help us?" And yeah. Scotty ends up sneaking onto Section Thirty. He like follows the trail, like becomes a private investigator, um, yeah. and then he sneaks onto a Section Thirty One ship, like the biggest crazy one that they're designing. Honestly, he's probably like, "This is a sick ship." Yeah, <laughs> I need to and he's out. like, "I want to, I want to climb in her nacelles." You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly yeah, right for sure. Exactly that, yeah. Um, Scotty, yeah. So, like again, he's essential to how they get out of this. Okay, because he opens up the shuttle door, the tiny, yeah, the, tiny the door, airlock, not even airlock. Shuttle door. <laughs> the airlock. It'll be like shoot it through a shot glass on horseback, <laughs> or something. Crazy. The grain of rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love all his analogies. Yeah. 
insane and they pull it off because he's also able to open the airlock on time even while fighting this beefy section 31 guy well at first he's trying to like outsmart like out talk the security guard and it's not working yeah (laughs) true yeah so he gets him on i do think like some of this is of course expanding scotty as a character we've never seen him do this in tos even in the movies but i'm not mad about it like no i know like into darkness gets a lot of hate but i'm just glad they were able to use scotty like on another ship is pretty cool like he's always very valuable on away missions and so i'm glad he remains this way yes on the section 31 ship i'm running stand by (laughs) (laughs) i just would die for him i love i love him i think it's like like you said earlier like if they put too much simon peg in like the movie would become too powerful (laughs) yeah yeah it's like oh we don't want him winning any oscars or anything like (laughs) (laughs) like gotta leave some love for the other main characters we need to cry a little bit in this movie like you can't just laugh at everything but they find the perfect balance in beyond for scotty i think that he gets an amazing role in beyond it's what actually one of the reasons why it's like probably my favorite kelvin verse film i hate to say that because 2009 is like my heart and soul but i think beyond's a little bit better made of a movie but anyway (laughs) um wow i absolutely love scotty's role in this movie first of all i just okay first of all we have to talk a little bit about scotty in yorktown because yes uh, he again i think would be highly he is highly proficient and knows pretty much everything about yorktown so probably like most engineers he spends his free time reading schematics (laughs) and just looking at other like space stations and stuff absolutely yeah yeah like even rutherford at one point was like i'll bring three if i get bored you know (laughs) on his vacation to the spa so that's just engineering life and so he knows everything about yorktown he is already prepared to work the systems which helps very much by the end of this movie for sure yeah exactly right he like loves yorktown (laughs) yeah it's like this place is awesome mccoy's like Um, damn snow globe (laughs) yeah mccoy's freaking out as usual (laughs) i think i love like scotty's so many unhinged moments in this movie one of my favorites is when he like yeets himself out of a torpedo God. Like all of the escape pods are being like taken by mm-hmm. the, the Kroll, the Kroll's people. And Scotty's like, I'll just get an oxygen mask and go in a torpedo. And then he like almost falls it's off a sing. cliff. It's very and he's navigating this <laughs> torpedo while he's in it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very fast and the furious. And then he also yes. like does this amazing leap. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea Scotty was so acrobatic. Like, okay, but actually, I think engineering has got to take a serious toll on your body. Like the way that Scotty, even in the original series, is all twisted up and running around and running and always at weird angles. And like, literally, in one of the episodes, he was like, "Okay, lads, put me in head first. (laughs) (laughs) So literally, like anything goes, and you have to be very good at like you have to like keep up in shape. And I'm sure the engineering keeps you in shape. So I'm not surprised, honestly, that like scrawny little Simon Pegg is just kicking ass out here jumping off cliffs and stuff yeah maybe they do some yoga on the side to keep limber you know gotta keep flexible so cute engineering yoga session so here for that oh my god he you're like okay lads switch (laughs) let's do our warp core squats next (laughs) (laughs) and then like the army crawl but like the Jeffrey tube access panel crawl (laughs) yeah honestly yeah um, oh, so one of the most impressive parts of this movie is how he's able to get, is it the Jefferson? What's the ship? The, um, the, Ed, no, wait, no, I've, not I've the Edison. Franklin. The Franklin. Yeah. Some like, <laughs> <laughs> some it's 
some so founding father. Yes. Oh, oh, those, yeah. yeah. Um, Franklin, yeah. Like one of the most impressive parts is that he's able to get the Jefferson flying again. He runs into Jayla, who's like another engineer. Yes. And she's like repairing the ship. She's been stranded by the same methods that Kroll has stranded everybody else on the Enterprise. Mm -hmm. They form such a great friendship. And I don't know if we'll ever see a four Star Trek movie, but Jayla is someone who I always want to see return same yeah she's like i know what is engineering like she's clearly been here so long and she's created her entire livelihood out of engineering like taking scraps that she finds and turning them into gadgets and traps and all of this finding a way to get off this planet and collect enough material that it could make it happen and turns out she just needed to collect a scotty to make that happen yes. you know like the two of them together same with spock and scotty they couldn't have done it without each other, like without their, without Jayla's tech and her knowledge and his knowledge of starships and Starfleet ships, especially, even if they're NX class, like he's got it. He probably read all those schematics like back in the day, you know, so For sure. yes. he knows everything he needs to know. I find that so amazing, you know, love the line where essentially both Ahura or Ahura's like, just listen to Jayla. She knows what she's doing. You know, this is her ship. And Scotty like does, you know, he he's like, okay, step back, let her do her thing. And they trust each other enough, having especially not met for very long. Like they form a really close bond, which is cool to see. Well, and I think there's something about meeting someone who has as much passion and knowledge as yes. you do about a subject that anything else, like your background or your, like that kind of stuff maybe falls away because totally. they can connect on such a solid level. Like it does form that basic respect. So Scotty's like, you know, this honestly happens a lot with musicians. You want to like interact with someone who's very pleasant, but yes. if you have a very great playing style or someone like sounds so good and it's just like slapping it down, you're like, yeah. you know what respect, like he has some crazy political opinions, but like he yeah. can really play the trumpet, you know, or whatever. Great um, point. Yeah. So I think, you know, respect and that's what scotty and jayla have going on for sure love that that's absolutely right yeah just engineering acumen and just like buddies uh, about it it's so great yeah and they get the ship running and yeah. um also just a reminder that you know there's been no cloaking devices that like probably jayla has ever seen and yet she uses these image refractors to hide yeah. the franklin from yes. crawl and from everyone else on the planet and that's pretty amazing like that's Incredible. a high key cloaking device like it's like yeah. an invisibility cloak for the ship yes way before it's time yeah she's a genius and scotty's impressed as well which is takes a lot to impress scotty so yeah takes exactly spock right. to impress scotty got him <laughs> yeah <laughs> way to go jayla and way to go scotty saving the day as usual they wouldn't have got the ship off the ground without him and without sabotage, don't forget, you gotta thank your elders. Uh, of course, thank you to the Beastie Boys for that one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Possible music. <laughs> Amen. Oh, wow. Ashlyn, wow. thank you so much for talking about Scotty and engineering. This has been so fascinating to get to sort of talk about like this engineering perspective. And I feel like I'm already developing an even deeper appreciation for these characters that maybe I like sort of were an afterthought. Uh, for me, you know? Yes, me too. Ah, Scotty just makes me happy. And 
I were trusting with my life. Like I'm thinking, yeah. you know, we're going to have to do for sure at the end of the series, like ranking all the engineers yes. with this renewed perspective. I think we like, you totally. know, every Star Trek fan, when they get in a deep conversation with some other Star Trek fan, you end up asking each other, like, what's your dream ship? And so yes. <laughs> for me, like my answer might change after doing the engineering series. So true. Yeah. But it's always been Scotty before. Yeah. At least for me yeah scotty's always up high he's always up extremely high in that list because he's a miracle worker so he is yeah that's all that can be said so ashlyn thank you so much for taking this time and i'm currently looking at my picture from my playmates packet of geordie laforge in dress uniform and he is looking amazing and ready to be talked about next week yeah i have a geordie laforge from season one looking at me and he's really ready to be discussed (laughs) i'm so excited to get to talk and talk about geordie talk about lavar burton and what he brings to the role of engineering in the next generation next week it's gonna be so much fun yeah and relics too so you get one more scotty episode to talk about so we're not quite done with scotty but basically and we're not quite done either because we'll be giving you an animated series episode when we have a 30 minutes we can set aside to record. <laughs> yeah but we can also low-key drop it whenever you know exactly. so, yeah i'm thinking the animated series is timeless and can be <laughs> talked about whatever at any point in any series so cannot agree with you more <laughs> okay well ashlyn would you mind reading us our wonderful patrons for this week Thank you, Rihanna. Yes, absolutely. We want to really thank Jordan Hirsch, Megan Chowning, MC Freudas, Spotted Giraffe, Isabel, David Willett, Curlon Noskos, Rick Mason, John T. Bold, Gil Dara, Jeff Richardson, Never Otter Even, Anna Post, T. Alexander, Ivan Fetch, and Michelle. Thank you so much. And again, thank you to Jeff Richardson for sending your lovely message about our family series. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Can't wait to talk with you next week, Ashlyn. So excited. Thank you. Can't wait. Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the second episode of our engineering series, where Ashton and Rihanna will talk all things Geordie LaForge in Star Trek The Next Generation. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, maybe even Blue Sky to check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating to $6, $12, or $23 per month, you can become a monthly patron and join one of our tiers that will receive exclusive monthly content. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, movies, villains, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, spooky, and the holodeck series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media, marketing, and editing is done by me, Ashlyn Gelman, and especially Rihanna Hurd. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Boo. Ashley does a lot of editing too. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Liar. I don't know about you. But But you do editing too. I don't edit as much as you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs)